Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek Logan, joined by Not Your Average Joes, Joe Beldner, Joe Mason, but I'm also joined by three other great guys tonight. Matt Gruber of Fantasy Pros, uh, staff writer for that organization. We've also got two Fantasy Footballers writers, Ryan Devaney and Matt DeSorbo. Welcome in, guys. Thank you again for coming. How's, you, how's your nights going? So far, so good. I'm excited. We'll see if it continues that way after you see what, what team you draft in this mock draft episode special. Uh, how about you, my co-host, Joe and Joe? How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, we got uh, these three amazing guys joining us today. So uh, I was just watching a little preseason football, uh, a little Damian Pierce hype on that touchdown. Um, that ADP is about to get out of control tomorrow morning. And uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe his ADP will get out of control tonight. We'll have to see. We yeah, shall I got, see. I got the game up right now, so I'm watching it. But it's mock draft season. I'm excited to see what everyone does here tonight and talk some draft strategy. Absolutely. And just for some information on the draft that we're doing tonight, we're doing a 12-man half PPR, one QB league. Just pretty standard scoring, no tight end premium. Uh, it's a four-point four touchdown for uh, quarterback passing. And... Um, in the essence of time, we're going to get going on this mock draft. What we have done is uh, we picked our draft slots. Each of us decided what slot do we want to draft from. I picked my least favorite, to be honest, at the 11 spot. I wanted to challenge myself. DeSorbo's at 2. Mason's at 3. Gruber's at 5. Belner is at 8. And Ryan is at the 9 spot. So I'm going to be coming up the rear in this every, every odd round. So let's get started. On the clock first is going to be DeSorbo at the two spot. So right off the board, Jonathan Taylor goes number one. DeSorbo, oh, if you're in the two spot in these drafts, what are you thinking? Yeah, so first of all, thanks for having me. Super excited to be here, to be uh, drafting. It is draft season, so it's always nice to get some more reps under the belt. Uh, the two is what I pick because it's genuinely my favorite spot to draft out of. Feels like this year there's not a clear 101. I've been at the 101 spot in a couple of drafts, and I have a really tough time choosing between Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's been said in many ways, but Jonathan Taylor has a much higher floor. He's much steadier, much less risky, but there's no one like CMC in fantasy. So I almost like to have that decision made for me, and then at the 102, I can take whoever was not taken. In this case, that's Christian McCaffrey. All right, Christian McCaffrey is going to go off the board at number two, bringing us up to Mason, who is on the clock at number three. What are we thinking here? Yeah, I love it. You know, I'm going, I'm a little bold with my RB rankings, and I got Derrick Henry at number two and Taylor at three. So I am thrilled to grab Derrick Henry here with third pick. So off the board at number four is Cooper Cup, bringing us to Gruber, who's at the five spot. What are you thinking here, Matt? So first of all, thanks for having me. Very happy to be here. Um, pick the five spot because I thought there was a consensus top five and I wouldn't have to choose between two of them. Um, but Derek Henry going three kind of threw a wrench in my plans. So now <laughs> I got to choose between Jefferson and Chase. But Which is a great, gonna... it's a great representation of what's going to happen on draft day is you come mm -hmm. in with this plan and then all of a sudden you're at pick 105 and it's already busted. 
Exactly. You just got to go with it. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson here. Good choice. So off the board after that, Joe Mixon, Austin Eckler, bringing us to Joe Beldner on the clock at 108. What do we got here? All right. So I was really, I was really hoping Joe Mixon was still going to be there. He was going to be my pick. And then having Eckler taken right before me when I would have taken him with the fourth pick, uh, that kind of hurts. Now I'm looking at Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris. Um, I don't typically like to go wide receiver unless it's Justin Jefferson in the first round. So when I look at Dalvin Cook, I think he has the higher ceiling. But I, I talked about it when we were talking about running backs on the show. He just He's never had a healthy season. When I take him in the first round, it just does not feel good. So I do have that fear with him. Um, with Najee, he has the floor. Um, he's in a wor- worse offense. But um, I'm going I'm to go for the ceiling play this time, and I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. Now we have Ryan on the clock at the 109. Cook is off the board. Uh, so far we have six running backs and two wide receivers off the board. What are you thinking here, Ryan? Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. I was really hoping that this is the way it would go when I chose nine. Um, I'm going to go make it three wide receivers and go chase. Um, I just I, I love love what he did his rookie year. Obviously, we all know. And um think he's going to be super solid this year i'm okay with passing on a running back because there's some on the swing that i think um that will be there that i like a lot all righty so jamar chase goes off to ryan then we have Devonte adams go on after af, off after him you know what i'm doing a lot of hosting and not a lot of thinking about my pick so i'm on the clock here at the 111 and to be honest i think it's a pretty a great situation to be in i'm able to take Najee harris right here uh, start my lineup off with a good RB1. He has the upside of the passing work. He's not going to leave the field too much. I know that they mentioned giving him a little bit less work, but that might just mean he's off the field a little bit, not really his reducive, reducing his touches. So I'm happy to hear. I'm happy to take Najee here. But again, this isn't my favorite spot at all in terms of drafts, and I wanted to challenge myself and take the 11 because it it not the turn so. The guy after you is you have to think about what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do with those two players that go off the board before your next pick? And so I'm curious to see what the twelve pick does uh right here at the turn before my next pick. Alright, we got the little sound effect action there. That means that I'm on the clock again. Diggs and Swift went off the board. And now I have a decision to make, which is do I take an elite tight end here in Travis Kelsey? Or do I stick to my guns and take one of the good running backs still on the board? I'm really torn here because I think I have an idea of what I would do in in reality and what I would do in a mock draft. And in this case, I'm going to see what it looks like if I take a a tight end here. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. In a real draft, I think I'll be taking Saquon Barkley, to be honest. I'm really high on him this year. And I'm excited for him to get a huge workload. Having those two pure bell cow backs in my lineup would be really great but I'm curious to see what it happens if I take Kelsey here all right so after Kelsey we had Hill go off the board and now Ryan's back on the clock at the 2-4 what do we got Ryan oh you're muted <laughs> yeah rookie mistake um there's two guys I'm debating here between um you already mentioned one of them uh Saquon um I'm totally in on him this year I think he's going to be healthy and Barring any freak injury, I think he'll be fine. I um, think the workload's going to be there. Um, so I'm going to go with him. 
Alrighty, Saquon is off the board. Now Belner has a decision to make. Did you get sniped? I don't think so, based on what I know about your opinion of Saquon. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm not a Saquon guy. <laughs> Even though uh, I've heard I, he was talking a big game earlier today. Uh, they had a joint practice with my Jets. And, um, you know, I've been hearing great things about him at a camp. Uh, I'm rooting for the guy. But with this pick, I'm staring down Kamara and Aaron Jones. So they're back-to-back -back in my rankings. I have Kamara as my RB8 and Aaron Jones as my RB9. And uh, we have the legal issues with Kamara. Most people think it's going to go into next season, but there's always potential that he could get suspended this season. Um, I'm going to go Kamara just because I think he's unbelievable. I think the Saints offense is better this year, and uh, I think we're going to get the normal Kamara for the entire year. All right, Kamara goes off the board at the 2-5. Then after that, we had CeeDee Lamb and Aaron Jones go off the board. Again, we'll try to share this on Twitter afterward just so you can see the whole board. But now we have Gruber on the clock once again. He, he has Justin Jefferson as his wide receiver one. What are you looking to get here? So I was hoping one of Kamara or Aaron Jones would fall. Neither of them did. I don't love any of the running backs here enough to take them. So I think I'm, I'm either looking at Mike Evans or Mark Andrews. Typically, don't go tight end this early, but it's a mock draft, so I think I'm going to play around with it and take Mark Andrews here. I love that. The same strategy as me. you got to test it out. We might find Matt and I, at the end of the draft, we just hate our rosters, and you know what that confirms for us? We're not going tight end early. Next on the clock, we have Joseph Mason. Josh Allen just went off the board as the QB1. Were you sniped by that? I, I, I don't think that you're in the mindset to be taking Josh Allen in round two. No, I wasn't. I'm, I'm thrilled the quarterback went in the second round. Uh, I'm going to go here. There's Nick Chubb still there. Uh, Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette, some wide receivers. You got Debo, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown. Uh, I'm leaning Mike Evans, but I think I'm going to go with my guy, Javante Williams, who I got as my running back nine here. Love it. There you have it. Javante Williams off the board at the 210. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a snipe for me. I love kind of doubling up with CMC and Javante early on, just a ton of upside. Um, luckily, I was kind of between Javante and Leonard Fournette, who I'm going to take here and then hope one of the uh, kind of top two wide receivers I'm looking at, either Debo or Mike Evans, makes it back to me after the turn. So I'll go ahead and pick Debo or Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Does he make it back? He does uh -huh. not. So, so Fournette goes off the board to DeSorbo at 211. Then, then we have Chubb go off and Debo Samuel to team one in the one slot. So Debo's off the board. You got Evans and Brown there. What are you thinking? Yeah, and, and this is a case of trying to – talking while I'm thinking, I, I kind of <laughs> realize that Fournette and Mike Evans, of course, are on the same team, and that's generally something that you <laughs> don't want to do is get a uh, running back wide receiver stack. However, I really do feel like Mike Evans is the best wide receiver on the board right now. I see A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen. I'm a little less confident. Um, Tom Brady's back. We're not totally sure if Chris Godwin is going to be healthy. And last year, the Bucks were just prolific in terms of fantasy offense. Um, and having as many pieces of that offense as you could was a positive thing. So I'm going to I'm going to try it out and, and work on stacking these two Bucks. And maybe I'll even get Tom Brady later on to complete the triple stack. All right, definitely a bold move here early in two and three. 
But uh, let's see how it pans out. Let's see now what Joseph Mason's going to do with his third pick at the 303. Yeah, so I snipe Matt, and then he comes around and snipes me. So, you know, touche. Very, very nice. But, you know, I I want to go my boy T. Higgins here, but I I don't have a lot of Kyle Pitts in redraft, and this is a mock, so I, I don't get Kyle Pitts if I pick him. But I think the touchdown regression is going to go in his favor this year, and I'm going to take – my tight end Kyle Pitts here at the 303. All right, so nothing crazy so far yet. We got A.J. Brown come off at the 304, bringing us to Gruber at the 305. He's got Jefferson and Andrews. No running back so far. What are you thinking here? Yeah, I think I'm just, at this point, just punting the running back for now. I, I feel like we're entering that running back dead zone, at least for me and my rankings. I'm not sold on anyone in this area right now so i'm looking at wide receiver and thankfully joe did not go t higgins because i'm going to go t higgins i also love him very much okay t higgins off the board followed by james connor and keenan allen bringing us to Beldner. what do you think about keenan allen going there i know we've talked at length right there about how we think that mike williams is a superior option in that chargers offense so are you thinking, uh, no, you don't have to reach for him yet, but are you happy that Keenan Allen just dropped that, dropped it for you? I'm looking at, you know, it's a it's a CPU pick. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that they have Eckler and Keenan Allen. True, like true. We're talking about the same team. But I actually like that pairing of uh, CeeDee Lamb and Keenan Allen because we don't like Keenan Allen as a wide receiver one. But if you have a guy that could be uh, kind of boom or bust with CD, I think he's going to have uh, a better floor this year with uh, – the amount of targets he'll probably receive per game. But sure. I think Keenan Allen probably anchors uh, CeeDee Lamb pretty well. And um, I actually do like that pairing. But I was thinking about going Kyle Pitts here just to be interesting for a mock draft. Obviously, I don't have that choice anymore. So I'm going to take Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, I'm going to go running back heavy with my okay. three running backs. We got Joe doing the robust RB, and it's looking like we might have Gruber going the zero RB or – We'll see how long he waits. So it's it's shaping up to be an interesting outcome here so far. Now we have Ryan back on the clock. He's got Jamar Chase and Saquon Barkley. What are you targeting here? Well, I was thinking I was going to have to make a decision between Zeke and um, a wide receiver. But since Joe picked him right before me, uh, it kind of helps me out a little bit. Um, there's several receivers here that I like. Um, and there's a few running backs that I think will make it back to me on the swing. So I am going to go, uh, oops, I'm going to go with, uh, Michael Pittman. Um, I, I was hoping it was like Joe already said, I was kind of hoping for Kyle Pitts there, but, um, he went, he went earlier and I thought he would. All right. So Michael Pittman off the board. It's on brand there, the fantasy footballer writer taking Michael Pittman in the third. Uh, but I'm next on the clock. Patrick Mahomes just went before me, and I'm staring down, honestly, some gross options in my opinion. Based on ADP, we've got Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, David Montgomery, and Brees Hall are the top four options according to ADP, followed by George Kittle. And newsflash, I already took a tight end, so I'm certainly not going that direction. And I'm kind of kicking myself, honestly, because... If I had not taken Kelsey in that spot, 
and taking a running back like Saquon or Kamara instead, I would probably be getting Kittle there. Uh, but instead, I'm going to be taking a risk on the rookie Brees Hall. Uh, it's certainly a risk considering they're saying that he's not the starter. Um, but I'm confident that he'll have a great return on investment later in the season. We have a great uh, track record of rookie running backs finishing in the top 12. So I'm banking on hopefully Brees Hall fulfilling that expectation. After that, we had David Montgomery come off the board, followed by George Kittle. So they really didn't thin my pool because I wasn't interested in either of those guys. And so now I'm looking at either another running back as a third RB or which, I mean, that's risky considering I have no wide receivers yet. But instead, I'm going to pivot a little bit and take uh, who I think is a really good option at wide receiver, which is Deontay Johnson. People are a little bit down on him this year, but I'm still fully in the mix. And maybe I just have a debt to pay to him because uh, he contributed to me winning a championship from another team, which was Joe Mason's team. <laughs> so I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here. I also have him on Dynasty, so I'm biased. We bring up uh, Derek's win on every episode. Yeah, we bring up we bring it up every time. <laughs> At least once. I can't yeah. let it go. Mason loves it. All right, so Cam Akers off the board after that, bringing us back to to Ryan for his fourth pick. He has uh, two wide receivers and one running back. So, what position are you targeting here, Ryan? I'm um, going running back. Um, I was hoping uh, one of two players would be there um, between Brees Hall and Travis Etienne. Um, they're both players I love I I think they're gonna be great this year not buying into the whole Michael Carter thing so I was, I was hoping the slide or the the news with everything he'd, he'd slide a little more but I'm still happy with Travis Etienne here Ryan I want to ask you do you have any concerns about James Robinson being projected to be back for week one none I think um the Achilles thing we still don't know Cam Akers was a a miracle situation and he didn't even look the same when he came back and um we still have no proof that they can come back that quick and um just etn as a prospect um we, we i I've, I've talked about it before but when we look at like next gen stats and he's got like a 99 grade elite grade um the, those players they they typically smash so um i, I think he's just a superior talent and I, I hope James Robinson the best, and it it sucks that it happened to him, but um, I'm not I'm not worried that um, he's going to be much of a factor. Alrighty, we're cutting into Joe Beldner's clock time a little bit, but uh, uh -huh. hopefully you have a pick queued up here, Joe. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, so I've got three running backs with uh, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, and uh, Zeke. I won't be going running back again. I'm not going for the four, but uh, I'm going to take my wide receiver 10, and Mike Williams. All right, so a little bit of a surprise there. I think uh, based on ADP, it was a little bit of a reach, but you got to get your guys. At what point uh, are you going to reach on Mike Williams? For Joe, that was the fourth round. Um, I did want to say, Joe, I mean, I don't want to make fun of you too much, but your team would be amazing in 2019 <laughs> at the running back position. <laughs> Wait until you see it in 2022. <laughs> All right, after... After Mike Williams goes Justin Herbert, his quarterback, so no stack for Joe, unfortunately. Um, then DJ Moore goes to team six. So on the clock is Gruber at the 408. So I'm, I'm looking at wide receiver again. I, I don't want to touch these running backs still. Um, see Terry McLaurin still on the board. I love him. 
he has a, I guess, a quarterback upgrade. Um, if you want to call it that. But I for reference, I, Gruber is an Eagles fan, so we have a bit of a a bias against Carson Wentz. Although, I mean, I still, I mean, actually, I have, I still have a picture of him on my wall. So I don't, hold, I, I don't have ill will towards him. I just don't think he's very good. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I just think Terry's ceiling is pretty low, though. I mean, he's never been higher than wide receiver 20 or something like that. Um, so this might be a little of a, a reach here, but I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. He's uh, playing on a great offense led by finally a, a good quarterback, but well, very good quarterback. So I think he, uh, he'll get in the end zone a lot this year. Great pick. Yeah, we like that pick. We got him ranked pretty high in our consensus. So off the board at the, at the 409 is Terry McLaurin bringing us to Joseph Mason. Oh, wait, no, shoot. Yeah, off the board is 409, Terry McLaurin after Sutton. For, so, for a second, I thought you'd pick McLaurin, even after all that. <laughs> uh, but Joseph Mason, what are you thinking here at the 410? Not going to lie, I'm kind of tilting a little bit. I really thought <laughs> Sutton was going to make it to me. Uh, so no. I'm bummed about that. And now I'm on the clock, and the time's ticking away, and I'm looking around. I already took a tight end. Darren Waller's the highest ADP player left. Uh, I got Lamar Jackson. Jalen Waddle, Metcalf, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, all three of those running backs are starting to scare me. So I'm going to be a little bold here and go Lamar Jackson. I usually like to go late quarterback, but I think he's got such a high ceiling in that offense. I think there's a chip on his shoulder with his, with his contract not being settled. I think he's in for a good year. Okay. Lamar Jackson off the board. For context, Joseph Mason's still without a wide receiver after round four, so I'm curious to see what you're thinking in round five. And now that brings us to DeSorbo. He's got CMC, Fournette, and Mike Evans on his roster. Who are you adding to the mix? Yeah, so I, I feel like uh, Joe and I are kind of a one-track mind because I was also hoping for Sutton. Obviously, he wouldn't have made it to me twice over. But um, also don't really like the lay of the, the board here. I, I mean, um, Darren Waller, I, I don't really like to go mid-round tight end. He's had some issues in camp. Seems like it might be contract-related. Jalen Waddle has had some injury concerns, and then I don't really like drafting Josh Jake, uh, players like Josh Jacobs where there's just not a ton of upside. Um, so I've been looking at this for a little while, and I think um, he's been slipping a lot in drafts. Uh, there's been a lot of weirdness in the preseason, um, but I think I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson because he still does represent upside. You know, we talked about the potential uh, quarterback upgrade. This will be my last running back that I take, and then I'll be able to kind of focus on wide receivers, tight end quarterback from here. Um, and if, you know, he hits and he's really involved in the game plan, then then it'll be a good pick. So I'm going to take Antonio Gibson. God bless. I still, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to quit Antonio Gibson. He's just actually good, but he fumbles too much. So we'll see. Off the board after Gibson, we had two running backs. So team one, an orthodox start here, four running backs, one wide receiver, a little bit of the flaw of an auto draft CPU where they're just going to take best player available most often than not. So we have Elijah Mitchell off the board and Josh Jacobs go at 5-1. Uh, back to DeSorbo for the 5-2. Yep. Uh, was not expecting that. Again, you know, I didn't <laughs> you know, four running backs, which is, which is pretty wild. Uh, so here I'm really looking at a wide receiver. I already have three running backs. I may go for a really, you know, late, uh, kind of dart throw, but wide receiver is what I'm focusing on here. 
So Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Allen Robinson. And I think I'm going to reach and, and take Allen Robinson. Again, that's on the fantasy footballers brand. Um, and maybe that's like, you know, way too early, but um, it, I kind of tweeted about this recently. If Allen Robinson had been traded at the Rams before last year, he would have been like a top six, top seven wide receiver off the board, assuming mm-hmm. probably it's also isn't there. Um, so, you know, it, it could happen. The Rams are high powered offense. He's perennially a wide receiver one other than last year when he was on kind of the dumpster fire of the bears. Um, so I'm going to go for it here in the fifth round. Nice. Alrighty, like Allen it. Robinson off the board, bringing us back to Mason, who is still wide receiverless. Yeah, that's going to change. Did you get sniped? No, uh, I, li- I really like Allen Robinson, but I've been eyeing somebody else on my board. I'm going to go with uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I think he's got a really okay. nice opportunity in front of him, and I think he's you know, especially with Hopkins out for the beginning of the year, I think uh, he's going to put up some good games. All right, I like the pick too. I mean, I think what we're noticing is there's a lot of guys at ADP right now with a questionable tag that we're kind of avoiding, and I think that's a bit intentional. So after Marquise Brown goes, Jalen Waddle goes to Team 4. Another bit of an unorthodox, I guess it's balancing out Team 1, to be honest. It's not messing us up too much because they've got four wide receivers, one QB, no running backs. So that maybe Gruber lucked out here because he's in need of a running back, and they didn't take one. So... Are you sticking with the zero RB or are you going to take one here? I'm taking my first running back here. Um, so I'm looking at, honestly, I'm just looking at AJ Dillon. I know JK Dobbins is still on the board. I'm not really sold with his injury. It makes me a little nervous. I don't really know how effective he'll be right away. If they're going to limit him in any way. Um, AJ Dillon, he out carried Aaron Jones in the red zone last year. I think that continues this year. I think he's going to be pretty heavily involved, given, given that they're out without Devontae Adams now. So going my first running back in the fifth round, I'm more than happy to have A.J. Dillon. All right, A.J. Dillon goes to Gruber in round five. He's just an easy guy to like, too. He he seems to embrace the fantasy football community. you got to love that. Him and Austin Eckler are all about it. Um, after Dylan, it went Amari Cooper and Brandon Cooks, bringing us to Beldner at the 508. Yeah, so uh, the fifth round, I've learned, is the round you get sniped like a million times. Because uh, I was looking at Allen Robinson, Marquise Brown, A.J. Dillon, or Brandon Cooks with this pick. And um, when I'm looking at who's on the board right now, uh, I have Dalton Schultz, still very high on uh, my tight end list. A lot of people don't like to take middle middle of the pack tight ends. Um, for me, that's more of like the uh, George Kittle, Darren Waller types. But um, Dalton Schultz, you look at the Cowboys, you look how many vacated targets they have. Uh, is he the most athletic guy? Uh, absolutely not. But Dak really likes him. He's uh, playing for a new contract, and I'm going to take him with this pick. So again, curious, Joe, did you did you think about how Ezekiel Elliott and he are on the same offense? Yeah, I didn't I didn't care that much. Okay. Just because like I, I want to take I mean, in the Scott Fishbowl I took Dalton Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, and Dak Prescott. Just yeah. try to be a little bit different. But yeah. uh yeah, I don't I don't see Zeke and Schultz really affecting each other too much. And I think that offense, they uh they score enough points where it shouldn't be a problem week to week. Yeah, you want to get two pieces of that pie. All right, that brings us to Ryan. He's on the clock 
At the 509, what are you thinking here? Uh, I got my player, I think. Um, there's some receivers here that I I just feel like I'm reaching for a little bit. Um, I was actually going to heavily consider Schultz there. Um, I actually love Schultz. I, I, there's He's a favorite target of Dak, so mm -hmm. I was, I was going to be excited to get him here. And I got sniped. So I'm going to go with someone that I don't typically like and I have not been high on his entire career. Um, but I'm going to shoot for the upside. I'm going to go Jerry Judy. Um, I just hoping that he gets a strong connection with Russ. Okay. Jerry Judy goes off at the 509. And I think that's a little bit, I guess, uh, surprising where the ADP is kind of evening out a little bit more where Sutton's going earlier than Judy, but I've seen plenty of drafts where they go almost back-to-back -back and somebody just plants their flag on one and the other guy plants it on the other. But in this case, uh, Judy went almost a full round after Sutton. So after Judy was Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins went to Team 10, and I'm on the clock, and I'm actually thrilled here because I'm going to get D.K. Metcalf as my wide receiver too. And as much as it's not pretty with the QB situation DK Metcalf is the guy that you can throw it anybody can throw it to him and he's going to go up and get it so I'm not too too concerned about the QB situation if I were to have a concern it's that they're not going to be able to sustain drives as well which they won't get in the red zone to get those touchdowns but I mean DK Metcalf was able to score touchdowns with Geno Smith last year and I don't think that that's going to change significantly so I'm going to take DK as my wide receiver too All right, it stayed good for me, I think. I mean, I didn't want the 11 pick, but uh, I'm happy with it so far because after after DK Metcalf went Joe Burrow, then Chris Godwin. I know that Chris Godwin, maybe Mason, was trying to get later in this round, unfortunately, yeah. um, and he can talk more about that. But now I, I'm staring QB in the face, to be honest. Uh, it's round six, and Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts are still on the board, and... I am going to take one because it, neither of them is going to get back around to me. And I think that's the tier break where I want a QB from that tier. And if I don't get one from that tier, I'm going to wait a lot longer. In this case, I'm going to take Kyler Murray in the sixth round. After Murray went Darren Waller, which brought us back to Ryan at the 604. Yeah, now I got a tough decision here. Um, I love my receivers. Um, I was kind of thinking between Kyler and, and Jalen as well. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of thinking here, I've, I've got three receivers, but I always love the depth. Um, but I, uh, I think Jalen's going to have a huge year. So I, I don't do it often, but I'm going to go with a quarterback here. Go Hurts. Love it. All right, Hurts off the board to Ryan, bringing us to Beldner at the six, six, uh, yeah, six round pick five. Yeah, so I only have uh, one wide receiver currently, and uh, Mike Williams. Um, I'm hoping he's more consistent, but he's been a little boomer bust in his career. So I'm looking for a wide receiver too, who's uh, pretty reliable, um, a veteran guy. I am tempted by Amon St. Brown. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. But uh, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. 
All right, like it. Adam Thielen off the board, followed by Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Michael Thomas. Uh, bringing us to Gruber at the 608. He has three wide receivers, a tight end, and one running back. What are you thinking here? So I was hoping Jalen Hurts made it back to me. Um, that's not just the homer in me. I have him ranked five. I think he has massive upside. He would not. It would not surprise me if he finishes the overall overall QB one. Um, so I really like that pick. Um, sadly, he's not there. So I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt. If you've been following me on Twitter, I've been beating the drum for him very hard. Um, I think he's going too far under the radar. In 2020, he finished as an RB10, or the RB10. Last year, weeks one through six, he was the RB8 before getting hurt. Um, I think that injury is scaring a lot of people. He will get utilized even more now with Brissett starting 11 weeks, I think it is. So I'm really high on Kareem Hunt. You know what? I love that pick. I'm a bit jealous. I've definitely been targeting Kareem Hunt as my RB3 in most drafts, but Gruber gets him as his RB2, doing a little bit of a hybrid 0RB, not taking one till the fifth round. After that, TJ Hawkinson went, and now Mason is on the clock. Yeah, this is an easy pick for me. I'm a big believer in Amon Ross St. Brown, and hey, last year, if I would have started him against Derek, I would would have been a listener league champ, so <laughs> hopefully he can make it up for me this year. <laughs> yep. All right, Amon Ronce Brown goes off the board. Now we got DeSorbo at the 611. What do you got? So I feel like I have two very solid uh, starting wide receivers, Mike Evans and Allen Robinson, two guys that maybe are not as flashy at this point in their career, but ho hopefully giving steady production. I want to kind of take a shot at wide receiver and get someone with a lot of upside. So I'm looking at Darnell Moody, Darnell Moody and Gabe Davis. And while I actually like the talent of Darnell Moody better personally, Gabe Davis is obvi obviously in an offense that's 10 times as good. Um, so I think taking him here and getting a piece of that Bills offense um, and maybe even Darnell will come back to me after the turn is, is what I'll do. So I'm taking Gabe Davis. All right, there you have it. Gabe Davis at the 6'11", followed by Miles Sanders at the 6'12", and Juju Smith-Schuster goes at 7'11", I mean 7'1". And uh, Team 1 uh, still putting together an interesting build, five running backs, Two wide receivers, no QBs, and no tight ends. So we'll see how that plays out for them as it goes. Yeah. Uh, but we got Disorbo back on the clock. What do you got? Extremely high testosterone for Team One. Um, <laughs> so this is the first pick where I've really looked at taking Tom Brady and completing that triple stack of Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans. I think it's a little bit too early to take him. It's the second pick of the seventh round, and there's still some great um, players that I'd like to add depth. Normally, I wouldn't be saying this out loud, right? But, uh, you know, this is a podcast, so trying to do my best for the listeners. So I don't know if Brady will come back to me, but there are quarterbacks I'm happy to take later on. And here I'm going to add the other upside wide receiver that I was thinking about, which is Darnell Mooney. All right. So DeSorbo gets the best of both worlds, gets both guys that he was talking up, bringing us back to Mason. Mason, were you sniped? was once again but that's okay there's some other guys on my end yeah I really like Darnell Mooney this year Justin Fields just really trusted him he saw that last year in Chicago uh, but I don't have a lot of shares of Rashad Bateman so I'm gonna go here and get the stack with Lamar Jackson and take Rashad Bateman as my third wide receiver all right I really like the way that Mason's team is coming together I'm a bit annoyed that it looks so good he's got Henry mm -hmm. Javante Pitts Lamar, Marquise Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Bateman. That's a solid team right there. 
after that went Damian Harris, and now Gruber's on the clock. He has Jefferson, Andrews, Higgins, Sutton, Dylan, and Hunt on his squad so far. So I really want Russell Wilson here. Get that stack with Cortland Sutton. Um, I don't. I'm not confident he'll make it back to me, but I think it's more important to build some running back depth given me not taking one until the fifth. So I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. I think he fits the bill as the ideal RB3 on a team. Um, he has that massive upside, and I think he has that standalone flex value. I can just plug in when I need him. So I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. All right, Gruber goes Pollard, followed by Edmonds Walker. We had a bit of a running back run. Bring us to Beldner at the six, uh, 708. Yeah, so I was I was really hoping Russell Wilson would get uh, to me with this pick. So uh, he, he's an easy pick here for me. He's uh, my QB5. There you have it. Nice and sweet and easy. Russell Wilson off the board. Now Ryan's on the clock. Uh, yeah, and I'm in pain because I really wanted Edmonds to fall to me. Um, I was really hoping he would. But um, now I'm looking. I'm not really a fan of these running backs. Um, so I'm looking at some receivers. There's a guy here that I really like. Um, I'm not sure ADP wise it might be a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to go for it. Um, go with Elijah Moore. Um, I, I just, I think he's, he's going to have a really good year this year. So. All right, Elijah Moore off the board. If I I didn't really see Elijah Moore on there, so how far did you go for that, Ryan? Uh, it wasn't too far. He okay. Was right, I think he was right above or below Renfro. I can't remember, but. All right, so Elijah Moore goes off the board from the Jets, followed by Drake London, the first rookie wide receiver off the board. And now I'm on the clock, and the highest ADP guy again is a tight end, which I'm not. I'm set at right now. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is there. He's suspended for six games. We got Patterson. Don't need a quarterback. Um, it's a bit of a homer pick. I'm kind of between two wide receivers, which is Hopkins and Devontae Smith. Uh, in this case, I'm going to go Devontae Smith, see how, see how it feels, and maybe Hopkins makes it back to me anyway. I am in on DeAndre Hopkins as like a wide receiver four on a team, but in this case, I'm picking my wide receiver three. And I want a guy who's actually playing and not sitting on the bench for six weeks. Uh, so I'm going to go Devontae Smith here. So he did not come back to me. DeAndre Hopkins went immediately after and then followed by Devin Singletary. Coming back to me, uh, I've got two running backs. I've got three wide receivers, a quarterback, and a tight end. So my starting lineup's just about full, um, or it is full. Uh, but... We've got Cordell Patterson and Rashad Penny at the at the running back position here for me. Ah, it's really tough for me to decide right here because Cordell Patterson was so good at the beginning of the season last year and just kind of tanked and fell off at the end. And Rashad Penny was the inverse of that where he absolutely dominated the end of the season and was invisible at the beginning. Uh, but I think I'm going to take the shot at Rashad Penny here. Um, hopefully he's back healthy. We got Ken Walker recovering from a, a sports hernia surgery. So it should be his backfield to have as long as he's healthy. And when he is healthy, he's great. So after Penny went Hunter Renfro and Ryan's back on the clock. 
in round eight. Yep. And I've got a few guys here that I'm considering um, kind of talking it through. Um, I'm debating about going Goddard here. Um, I kind of punted tight end since a couple of the guys got sniped. Um, but Goddard could potentially be third option here in that, that offense. I, I like the talent. I'm just kind of trying to decide if it's worth taking him here. Um, other over building more running back depth. Um, there's a couple guys here at running back that I think are going to have a, a pretty solid season. And um, I think there's more. I'm going to go with the running back um, with someone who I, I really like this year, Ramondi Stevenson. I, I think he's, he's one of my sleepers. Uh, I don't know sleepers per se, but um, I, I think he's going to have a big year. There you have it. Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson off the board at 8-4. And then we got Beldner on the clock. So uh, I've got my starting lineup complete now. So I'm taking my first bench player. Um, I, I only have two wide receivers. So it's, it's almost a must to take a wide receiver here. Uh, when I'm looking at the board, I'm most interested in Brandon Ayuk and Alan Lazard. Um. To the second, I'm still kind of weighing both options, but uh, I've liked what I've heard out of camp from my youth this uh, this summer, and I'm going to go with him with this pick. All right, Belner goes Ayuk, followed by Patterson and Brady off the board. I think uh, Gruber, were you waiting on Brady? Was that you? No, that was no. Me. It's me. Okay. The other man. So I'm Brady, bad. Brady's off the board. What are you looking at here, Gruber? This is the first time I really don't know what to do. I was hoping <laughs> Stevenson came to me or Ayuk would fall to me, but they both went. Great picks. Um, I think as my RB4, I'm going to go. I'm going to buy into all the hype and go with Damian Pierce. There we go. Okay, Damian Pierce goes in round eight. I don't know what his ADP was about a month ago, but it could not have been anywhere near that. And uh, if you've been listening, I am definitely not in on the Texans' backfield. God bless Damian <laughs> Pierce, but I just don't believe that team. So Gruber takes Pierce at the 8-8, eight, eight, and then James Cook, another rookie, goes off right right after him. So, Mason, what do we got in round 8 for you? Yeah, some really good picks, guys. I'm going to stop adding players to my queue because they just keep disappearing. <laughs> uh really wanted Ramondre and Ayuk there, but... Uh, that's all right. I <laughs> I am going to take Alan Lazard here. I okay. I like having a part of that Green Bay offense and everything coming out of camp and from Aaron Rodgers uh, is pointing to Lazard being the go-to guy. All right, so Mason grabs his wide receiver four. Uh, DeSorbo is still without a tight end and a quarterback, so what are you looking at here? I mean, yeah, Dallas Goddard's fallen to you at this point. Yeah, no, definitely. Those are exactly the positions I'm I'm kind of looking at. Uh, and Lazard was on my list as well, so so great pick. Um, this is a situation where I'm looking at team one, and they that's the high T team. They have five, <laughs> two wide receivers. So, you know, I'm thinking they're going to take a uh, tight end and or quarterback. So now might be the time where I throw that out. And you mentioned Dallas Goddard got all the way to me, so I'm going to select him here in the eighth round. Oh, my goodness. So team one. Still punted on tight end, and they took Dak Prescott and then Melvin Gordon, giving them six running backs through uh, nine rounds. 
Um, just FYI, uh, all six of us would probably not advise that strategy, um, but to each their own. We're back on DeSorbo at the 902. Yeah, so I really like Chris Olave here. Um, I'm not sure how involved, involved Michael Thomas will be all year. And I think Chris Olave is one of the best route runners, you know, at, at his level that that I've kind of seen. Um, but I'm looking at quarterbacks and you never know what these auto drafts are going to do. And there's a big tier break in my eyes after the next two. And I'm going to be going with upside and taking Trey Lance as my QB one. All right. Another on-brand pick from the FF Ballers uh, staff writer. Uh, Mason's on the clock again. And uh, the only team without a quarterback now is Gruber. So if uh, Mason really wanted to be a saboteur, he could just be like grabbing his second quarterback. I could be that guy. Yeah. No, uh, Matt DeSorbo, you'd make Mike Wright very proud taking Trey Lance here. Um, yeah. So I, if this was, you know, before preseason doing redraft, I would take Traylon Burks here. Or if this was a dynasty league, I would take Traylon Burks. But with the news out of the Chiefs camp about Meekle Hardman having an injury, and I've never been a fan of him, and also Juju having issues with his knee, I'm going to take a little bit of a, of a bold pick here and take Sky Moore. I believe in the talent, and the upside of the Chiefs offense is, is just really enticing to me. So I'm going to go Sky Moore here because I don't think he'll make it back to me. There you go. Mason takes Sky Moore. I don't hate it. However... Uh, he's a bit thin at running back now. He took Javante and Henry in the first two rounds, and now he went five wide receivers in a row now. Uh, Traylon Burks went right after that to Team 4, and now we've got Gruber on the clock, again, the only guy without a quarterback at this point. So I played chicken without a quarterback for too long. I thought Lance would make it back to me here, but he did not. Probably should have taken him where I took Damian Pierce, but... That's why it's a mock. Um, I would have gone Burks. Um, I'm not buying into the camp reports that he'll be the third string wide receiver, that he's struggling, anything like that. He's a beast. He's my rookie wide receiver one. Um, so I would have gone him. But I'm going to go with Olave here as my wide receiver four. I think he has some good opportunity given that he's playing with Landry and Michael Thomas, who are both old and could be dealing with some injuries. So that's my pick here. All right, there we go. Three wide receivers who are rookies off the board in a row, followed by Dawson Knox, Matt Stafford, and now Joe Belner's on the clock. Uh, Gruber is still playing QB chicken, and Team 7 just took their second QB. <laughs> hey, you got to love CPUs and mocks, uh, snagging two, two QBs this early. But, uh, yeah, so I was really hoping this player was going to drop to me here. Um, I'm fully bought into Trevor Lawrence uh, looking a lot better in year two and uh, being a great quarterback for the rest of his career. And then I'm, I look at his wide receiver one. Uh, did he get paid way too much money? Maybe I'm not supposed to talk about that, but I think he definitely did. But that doesn't mean that he's not the wide receiver one of the team. He received eight targets in uh, the last preseason game on limited snaps. And uh, this late in the draft, I'm extremely happy to take Christian Kirk. All right, I got sniped for the first time because I was really had my eyes on Christian Kirk. Uh, Ryan's now on the clock in round nine, pick nine. What do you got? Well, I was also going to go Christian Kirk. So um, Joe sniped me for like the third or fourth time. I'm sorry, um, Ryan. 
No, it's good. I just should have chose the 103, I guess. <laughs> um, but I was debating between some receivers. Kirk was number one on my board. Um, I- I'm to the point now where I'm just swinging for upside. Um, and I, it, it almost hurts to, to draft them. I'm going to go Kadarius Tony. Um, I think I, I'm in. I was totally out last year, but he, he proved he can play. And, and uh, I think if he's healthy, he'll be great. I like it. All right. After after Kadarius Tony went Zach Ertz, a second tight end for Team 10. And we're a little bit off the rails here in terms of CPU logic. Uh, but I'm on the clock again. And I'm really not loving my choices, to be honest. I really wanted Christian Kirk here. Uh, right now, I'm between Robert Woods and Garrett Wilson. Um, because because I'm already taking a bit of a chance on Devontae Smith, who is the projected wide receiver two in his offense, I'm going to take someone who, on paper and by camp reports, is going to be the wide receiver one in the offense, which is Robert Woods. Uh, I'm not going to be taking Tyler Lockett here. I already have DK Metcalf. So here, I'm going to take Robert Woods, who... I just I just looked at the report uh, six hours ago. He said he's not even thinking about that knee anymore. So you want to hear that if uh, you're taking a guy uh, to be one of your top four wide receivers. So after I picked Robert Woods, went Tyler Lockett and Chase Claypool, bring it back to me. Um, and I'm just I think this is an easy pick for me. I'm just gonna go Garrett Wilson. I'm gonna load up on wide receivers. I already have three running backs that I'm pretty confident in. The next guy in ADPs, the next guys in ADP is are Michael Carter and James Robinson. Don't really want to touch those guys at the moment. Uh, so I'm going to go Garrett Wilson, another uh, highly rated rookie wide receiver for the Jets. All right, um, after that, Aaron Rodgers went off the board as the second quarterback for Team 10, who has two tight ends and two QBs at this point. But you know what? I mean, we're prepping you for your home draft, and there's going to be wild cards. And so you got to be able to stay water and be fluid, and there's going to be a guy who like just rolled up on draft day, didn't prep at all, and he's going to take two QBs and two tight ends because the ADP said, hey, it's time to take these guys. They, they fell too far. So now Ryan's yeah, on the actually, clock. That actually happened in my home league last year. Someone drafted Josh Allen super early and then they took Aaron Rodgers. Um, so you never know. Um, I am kind of thinking I'm going to swing for the fences here. Um, this is a player I really love. He's pretty far down the board, but I am going to go Rashad White. Um, he is one of my guys. I, I, I just want that upside if anything happens to, to Lenny. Alrighty, Rashad White goes off the board to Ryan, and I did want to add, like, I'm guilty of it too. I had a live draft the other day, and Aaron Rodgers just kept falling and falling, and I already had Jalen Hurts, and I was like, I'm not just going to let this guy off easy and just have Aaron Rodgers fall and fall to him and have him be his QB1. So I'm like, no, if you want him, trade him for me. So, uh, like, I'm not immune to the two QBs either, although I would not have advised to take that second tight end as well. Uh, on the clock now is Beldner again. Yeah, so uh, you know I'm the I'm the local sad Jets fan here. Um, love my Jets; they're not very good. And the reports are that Michael Carter is a running back one. Do I buy that at all? Not at all. I think Brees Hall is a 
elite talent um, that's going to show very, very quickly. But then we also saw Michael Carter be very, very good last year um, when, he, when he gets the opportunity. He's terrific in the passing game, um, very good in PPR settings. So this late in the draft, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't want to take a risk on someone getting some good buzz at a camp and uh, just taking, yeah, taking on that risk. All right, so Beldner goes Michael Carter in the 10th, followed by Alexander Madison. Pat Fryermuth goes to Team 6. Gruber's on the clock, and I'll remind everyone again, still no quarterback. So where are you, where are you headed with this pick? We can't still account for the guys. Here. Yeah, we can't account for the auto-drafters. They might just take Derek Carr as their second QB. So are you feeling? Are you sweating yet? I'll, I'll be feeling it after I make this pick not being a quarterback. Um I'm reaching down the barrel on this one, and this pick is the homer in me. I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell. Oh, um, man. He flashed some last year when he got the chance. The Eagles project to have a very good offensive line. Um, something's been going on with Miles Sanders, his injury in camp. I, mean, I think he's been out for like almost a week now, if not more. And he's got that uh, the head coach, Nick Sirianni, his love. I think he was – he was rocking a Kenneth Gainwell T-shirt the other day in camp, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. I should have like him. him. I should have yeah. took him over Michael Carter. <laughs> so Kenneth Gainwell goes at 10:08, followed by James Robinson coming back from that Achilles injury. Mason's on the clock at the 10:10. Yeah, I got sniped by the computer. I was actually looking at James Robinson, and I know the Achilles is concerning, but you know he's been solid since he's been in the league. And he seems like a guy to prove everybody wrong, like he did, you know, his rookie year, but going in undrafted. Uh, this leads me to look at Tyler Algier, who has actually mixed in with the starters last week in preseason, uh, rotating in with Damian Williams as the starting running back. And I just really like the upside of this, these wild card rookies where you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, it could be a, a league winner. You never know. Uh, not likely, but it's it's a wild card. It's It's like that family guy thing when you know he's looking at the box and he's like oh what could be in here it could be a boat who knows it's something great let's let's check it out so i'm gonna go with tyler algier all right algier off the board Desorbo's up in the 10th round i mean at this point we're really filling our bench so what are you looking at here yeah same thinking and kind of like the footballers are, are always uh talking about you want a player that you're going to find out immediately if they're involved or not and if they're not involved you can move on and sign someone else for me at this point that's mvs marquez valdez scandling really curious to see if the chiefs are running him out on a ton of routes if mahomes is targeting targeting him in any similar capacity to tyreek hill so he'll be my pick here all right mvs off the board followed by gesicki and then Carr. so the high t team goes second <laughs> qb here in round 11 I see Gruber a little bit nervous here, <laughs> but I mean, looking at the QB that's going to fall to you, presumably, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think it's evidence that you can really wait on QB this year. So DeSorbo is actually on the clock again. Uh, yeah. Are you going to just derail him completely and maybe take a second QB? No, de definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I'm going to be going with Daryl Henderson. Um we don't really know what the Rams backfield will look like. I've heard a lot of reports about it being a committee. Cam Akers maybe will not be fully up to speed. So you potentially could be getting a, a, a nice involved running back in a very good offense with Daryl Henderson. And if not, then you can move on um, after week one. 
I really like that pick. I was really hoping he fell to me because it's more ambiguous than anything. Um, so Mason's on the clock now in round 11. We only got a couple picks left here. We did a, a bit of a, a shallow roster for this draft in the essence of time, but I'm interested to see what you have here. Yeah, I mean, as you can see, I went you know, running back, running back to start, and Algiers actually my uh, third running back I've taken, so I'm pretty thin there. Um, there is a one guy that's left that is still technically, I guess, the starter for his team, at least in the preseason, and that's Brian Robinson. So I'm going to go with him in hopes that... Oh, come on. <laughs> the starter, come on. That's why Don't I do put that the air us. quotes. The air quotes. You know? He's not uh, kick returning, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, doesn't Tyreek Hill return punt? Yeah. No, he does. Uh, to, honestly, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson's way more talented. But mm -hmm. right now, Coach is putting his trust in Brian Robinson. And sometimes it doesn't matter what we think. It's just what the coach believes, right? So... I'm taking Brian Robinson here. All right, here we go. After Robinson went Cole Komet, and we're at Gruber again without a QB, are you going to spin the wheel again? Oh, I'm going QB here. Um, <laughs> I appreciate Matt, Joe, and the computer not sabotaging me. Um, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins here, stack him with Jefferson. Um he was my contingency plan all along if I didn't end up with Lance, which I didn't, so I'm pretty happy he fell here. I don't know if we can count on him going this late in a normal everyday draft because this seems pretty pretty good value. I don't really know where his ADP is, though. But I think he was a back-end QB1 last year, so I'm pretty happy waiting this long to have him as my QB1. Yeah, I would agree with the value right there. I mean, Cousins, this is the sleeper half PPR, so – that's what that's what live drafts are doing, but make sure you check what platform you're on and identify like where the discrepancies are from player to player. Because um, I would I would assume that sleeper is more on the sharp side of ADP, and you're gonna have sites like ESPN and Yahoo having him go much earlier. So identify where you have to make that decision in your drafts. Uh, after Cousins, I mean, would you agree with that, everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thumbs ups, thumbs ups all around. No unmuting. Uh, after Cousins went of Isaiah Spiller and then uh, Albert O, and now we have Beldner on the clock, uh, filling his bench. What do you got? Yeah, so a big thing for me, uh, I love draft season. Draft day is the best day of the year for me. I know a lot of people say draft day is their Christmas. Uh, that absolutely absolutely applies to me. And every year, for every single draft I do, the morning of. I write down the top 300 players of the order of ADP from platform I'm drafting. And then I just go through and I highlight every single player I'd be interested in drafting. And when you do that, you, you find some unbelievable values that you just like, you can't believe, like, why would they ever do this to the ADP? And this is definitely one that I found on Sleeper uh, this morning. And it's Jacoby Myers at 149. They have him ranked that low. And uh, he's been unbelievable in training camp. I think he's the wide receiver one to Mac Jones, who I think is pretty solid. And this late in the draft, I just think it's unbelievable uh, to be able to get him at that value. All right, Jacoby Myers off the board to Joe Beldner. Ryan, pick a pick 11 for you. What do you got? Yeah, so um, still need a tight end, but I'm just going to hope that one of these teams doesn't uh, double dip. 
there's two players here that I really want that I think offer really good upside. And it's really a tough decision for me. Uh, I'm debating between Julio Jones and Michael Gallup. Julio, I feel like offers more potential in the beginning of the season, whereas Michael Gallup offers more potential at the end of the season. Um, as he recovers from the injury, it looks like he avoided missing the first uh, quarter of the year. Um, I'm just going to take a swing on Julio Jones. I know health issues, but if he's healthy, um, Tom Brady's proved that he can he can support a few wide receiver ones in points per game. There you go. Julio Jones off the board to Ryan. You really can't go wrong at that point. What do you got to lose? It's round 11. Uh, if he doesn't pan out, you're just cutting him and getting the hot commodity on the waivers. Uh, after Jones went George Pickens of the Steelers, another rookie wide receiver. Um, with my pick, I'm also looking at a rookie wide receiver. And uh, contrary to what my uh, co-host might think, I'm not looking at Romeo Dobbs yet. Uh, I'm looking at Jahan Dotson, who is primed to be the wide receiver two in the Washington Commanders offense. Uh, camp reports are saying that he'll be in most of the time, every time in wide receiver sets, he'll be a starter. Uh, so I'm going to take Jahan Dotson here. If he isn't great the first couple weeks, I can cut bait. It's round 11. But at this price, I'm all in. All right, then uh, I'm going to make an, I'm going to first the one to make my last pick. So I'm looking at running back here. What I'm doing is when I'm looking to fill out the rest of my bench with running backs, I want guys that I can plug in in a pinch and not have to wait forever for. Uh, so, I mean, you got guys like Ronald Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, um, Marlon Mack, Khalil Herbert. Like, those guys might not have a role on week one. And if you have an injury in week two, you don't have anybody to put in. And so I love me some J.D. McKissick late in drafts. And I'm going to take McKissick because if I have – who do I have? If Najee or Brees Hall or Rashad Penny goes down and I don't have a guy to play, I already have McKissick on my roster to put in because he's going to be in on third downs. After McKissick went Christian Watson and Ryan is on the clock with his last pick. What do you got? I have to pick a tight end here. So um, there's other players I actually really like, but, um, you know, for the sake of filling out the roster, I'm looking at um, either Hunter Henry or David Njoku. And um, I like both of them. Um, I think I'm going to swing. Let me take a look at this depth chart real quick. Um, I think I'm going to swing Njoku uh, just for the upside. Um, I think uh, Brissett, I, I forget the stat, but I saw where he targets the tight ends a lot. So early season, he'll be all right. All right. Ryan caps his roster with a tight end in jo- Njoku. Uh, Belner, what is your last pick? Yeah, so Now's the time hard, to reach. <laughs> it's hard not to take Michael Gallup here um, at that value. But uh, I already have Zeke. I already have Dalton Schultz. Uh, I don't really want to triple down on the Cowboys offense at this point. Um, There's a lot of really good players still available. You got Rondale Moore. um, You got Josh Palmer, Nico Collins, Isaiah McKenzie. A lot lot of late round receivers that I really like. But uh, when it comes down to it, I have Russell Wilson. And I would love to get that potential deep ball threat. Um, Maybe he could fill in as a Tyler Lockett role. So uh, I'm going to take the dart throw on KJ Hamler. 
There you go. KJ Hamler goes off the board, followed by a second tight end for Team 7 and Hunter Henry. Then Russell Gage goes off the board to Team 6. And Gruber is on the clock for his last pick. He no longer needs a quarterback, so the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at a wide receiver here. Joe just listed off a bunch of guys that I'm looking at. Um, K.J. Osborne, Nico Collins, and Josh Palmer are the three mainly. Um, normally, I'd probably go with K.J. Osborne here, but I already have Jefferson, so I don't really want to double dip on Vikings receivers. Um, I do like Josh Palmer, but he's the wide receiver three in a good offense, while Nico's the, I guess, the wide receiver two in a poor offense. But I think he takes that year two step. I'm not expecting huge numbers, but he should be the second most targeted player on his team. They're going to be trailing a lot. So Nico Collins is the pick for me here. All right, Nico Collins off the board. Gallup finally goes to team four. And Mason's on the clock for his last pick. Yeah, a guy I really like is Rondell Moore, but I already have Hollywood Brown on my team, so I don't want to double up at receiver for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert. When he was turned over to be the guy when Montgomery got hurt last year, he really shined putting up some solid games when he was getting all the carries. So uh, Montgomery, you know, uh, Bears are projected to not be very good. I think the new regime's trying to – see who could maybe take the starting role next year. Uh, so they'll, they'll feed Khalil Herbert in at times. So I'm going to take him with a dart throw here at the end. And I uh, will. Oh, uh, yep, DeSorbo, round us out. Yeah, I will go ahead and take Rondale Moore, uh, having no other Cardinals on my team, and plan to trade him <laughs> uh, a couple weeks before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Oh, I accidentally clicked. Oh no! <laughs> I picked Ronald Jones, but everybody picked Ronald Ron. Jones. You get Rojo. Yeah, yeah. Here, let's let's uh fix it now. Nah, it's okay. All right, we're not going to convert it to a league, but before before we close out, um, most of your leagues are going to have team defenses. In this uh, exercise, we didn't have the defenses on the board. However, I do want to hear from each of you, uh, which team defense are you targeting late in drafts? I know we joked before the show that. In Yahoo leagues, the Buffalo defense and a bunch of other defenses are like the ADP is out of control. It's like round six, seven, eight. Um, so I think we're all in agreement that we're not doing that. Uh, so give us a defense that you're likely to be able to acquire later in drafts and uh, and why maybe. Beldner, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, so I, the Cleveland Browns defense, pretty good. You, get, you have some studs on their defensive unit in uh, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Um, they open up the schedule against the Panthers, Jets, Steelers, and Falcons. So the quarterbacks you're looking at are Baker Mayfield, probably Joe Flacco, um, Mr. Bisky or rookie Kenny Pickett, and then uh, Marcus Mariota. So I tend to draft my defense to start the year based on their opponents. Like there's no sense in having this uh, terrific unit if they're going up against like Justin Herbert in week one. So I'm really looking at strength of schedule to start off the year. And uh, I think the Browns have the talent and the opening schedule to be pretty, uh, pretty good to start off the year. All right. We love to hear that Cleveland Browns is Beldner's pick. If it's also your pick, you can, you can take it, but we'd love to hear some other analysis here. Uh, Disorbo, do you have a defense that you're looking at? Yeah, I, I do like the Browns. I want to give like an anti answer, which is kind of lame, but 
Um, I, I want to remind everyone if you're drafting in a league, or at least this is what I like to do. If I am forced to take a defense and a kicker, as soon as the draft is done, I'm dropping them and I'm adding a, a deep wide receiver or running back that, that wasn't drafted. I mean, we didn't draft Isaiah Pacheco here. Um, you know, I accidentally didn't drop draft Rondale Moore. So I'm picking up one of those guys, you know, in case there's some training camp development, training camp injury, preseason injury, um, and then picking up someone like the Cleveland Browns, like a couple days before week one. Other thoughts on defense. I do like that. If And I think what you're referencing, Disorbo, is that some drafts don't even force you to take it. And so if you're drafting now and uh, you can not have to take a defense or kicker, go ahead and take a position player and then figure it out later. Uh, but if you're drafting on like Labor Day, maybe take a defense <laughs> and look at your waiver rules to make sure you're not out of luck. Yeah, another another defense I like that you could probably take with your last pick is uh, Philly, actually. Uh, they're playing Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, and Jacksonville for their first four games. So you could probably dump them after that uh, or even just stream them for the Detroit game uh, at the beginning. But yeah, you know, last pick of the of the draft. You can go with the Eagles if the Browns aren't there. You know what? You took my pick there, but I did want to elaborate and expound on Mason's reasoning because I've been all in on the Eagles defense in drafts. They're really not high in ADP, uh, depending on what platform you're drafting on. And uh, the reason I like the Eagles, besides them being the team that I follow and watch the most, is their schedule the entire season is one of the easiest across the board. They're playing the NFC North, which has the Lions and uh, the Bears, which are both bad teams and good teams to play defense against. They're also playing the AFC South, which has the Jaguars, the Colts, which, I mean, Matt Ryan, he's good, but he's prone to interceptions. Uh, they also are playing the NFC East twice apiece. And so um, the Dallas Cowboys is a, a pretty formidable offense, but they lost their left tackle for the vast majority of the season. So who knows what the offensive line is going to look like. They'll probably put up some points against the Eagles, but the Eagles' uh, D-line is pretty good, so they should at least get some sacks there. And then you got Washington and the Giants uh, twice a year. Like, Sign me up for all those matchups um, because they should be primed and ready to get uh, turnovers and sacks across the, across the board. Ryan like and uh, Gruber, do you have other defenses that you're looking at? I have I was going to go with the uh, – oh, go ahead. No, no. You're, um, so I have done about three minutes of research on defenses. Um, <laughs> That's all you need. Three more that, than a lot of people. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, I was just taking a quick look here. Um, Denver looks like they're going to be a solid defense. Looks like they're top seven-ish in ADP when it comes to defenses. But um, I think uh, – easy first two games we got seattle and houston so i think they'll be pretty solid yep and uh gruber do you have another one or are we going to say the eagles i was going to say the eagles i was uh <laughs> yeah i'd uh their week one against the lions and if like right. you said their whole schedule is kind of not that hard so if you can afford to hang on to them do it but yeah you know, after week one you need to drop them then easy to stream matt i think um, Derek wants you on every week so uh you guys could just root for the eagles together uh-huh <laughs> i, I mean that. 
I mean, it's two parts like bias, but at least a part analysis because, like I said, I mean, I didn't even mention that they play the Texans. I was like trying to rattle off all the AFC South in my head, and I didn't even mention that the Texans are one of those teams too. So they just have a cakewalk of a non-divisional schedule outside mm-hmm. of like the Packers and uh, who's good. At the, I mean, the Titans, are they even going to be that good? So, I mean, on that list, you got the Vikings and Packers are the real formidable guys besides the Cowboys in division. Uh, so, like, if you can weather the storm and hold on to the Eagles D for even that week seven bye, I think is when their bye is, like, I'm going to try to roster them throughout the whole season because I think they're going to be a difference maker at the de- at the defense position where uh, a lot of matchups do end up being won and lost in that defensive spot. Uh, so that is our that's our mock draft. I did want to go over everyone's roster. So from the 102 spot, we had DeSorbo. He has CMC, Fournette, Mike Evans, Antonio Gibson, Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Dallas Goddard at tight end, Trey Lance at QB, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Daryl Henderson, and uh, he misclicked Ronald Jones, but we'll give him Rondell Moore in that place. Uh, from the 103 spot, we had Mason. Uh, he took Derrick Henry, Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts at tight end, Lamar Jackson at QB, Marquise Brown as his wide receiver one, Amon Ross St. Brown, Rashad Bateman, Alan Lazard, Sky Moore, Tyler Algier, Brian Robinson, and Khalil Herbert. And then we had Gruber going a little bit of a zero RB with Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, uh, Cortland Sutton, A.J. Dillon, Kareem Hunt, Ta- uh, Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce, Chris Olave, Kenneth Gainwell, Kirk Cousins as his QB, and Nico Collins to round it out. And then we had Joe Beldner, who took uh, a very robust RB strategy. He had Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Williams, Dalton Schultz, Adam Thielen, Russell Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, Michael Carter, Jacoby Myers, and KJ Hamler. And Ryan from the 109 spot uh, went wide receiver at the beginning. He had took Jamar Chase, Saquon Barkley, Michael Pittman, Travis Etienne, Jerry Judy, Jalen Hurts at QB, Elijah Moore, Ramondre Stevenson, Kadarius Toney, Rashad White, Julio Jones, and his tight end very late was David Njoku. And finally, I took the 111 spot, and I went with Najee Harris. I went Travis Kelsey, Brees Hall, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, Kyler Murray, Devontae Smith, a lot of D words there, uh, Rashad Penny, Robert Woods, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, and rounding out J.D. McKissick. So talk to me before we close out the show. How are we feeling about these rosters? I'll go first. I mean, I said at the beginning, I didn't know how I would feel about taking tight end early. It was kind of a relief to not have to worry about it, but I did find myself at times looking at that ADP and thinking, oh, I should have waited and got this guy, or I should have waited and got this guy. Um, So I'm satisfied with how it turned out, but I would like to be a little bit stronger at my RB3 position. Uh, How are we feeling about our rosters? I love it. Let's make it into a league. (laughs) We're all going to lose to Team (laughs) 1. Team (laughs) 1. Yeah, team one, uh, very high T, took two QBs and a bunch of uh, running backs and only three wide receivers. Um, Mason loves his team. I have, I actually love his team as well. Me a lot too. of upside there. Gruber, how does it feel waiting on QB? Honestly, I would be okay with it. Yeah, it turned out a lot better than I thought. Um, 
I really like my first four picks. Running backs, I don't know. My Damian Pierce was not happy with that pick, but kind of a panic pick as my RB4. But waiting on a quarterback and going tight end early, I actually liked it from the fifth spot. Yeah, your your wide receivers are unmatched also. That's a that's an unbelievable trio you have. But uh yeah, no, my my team I like a lot. Um if it was an actual draft, I probably wouldn't have doubled up on the Cowboys and I doubled up on the Vikings as well. I'd probably space it out a little bit better. But um I wanted to try out going three running backs early with my first three picks and just see how that build looks because that's a build that's definitely uh worked for me in the past. This year, not so sure I'm gonna do it, but uh in terms of uh, roster balance, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the roster in this mock. All right. Uh, Ryan, anything to add about your roster? Um, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, there's, I honestly took some players that I, I, I don't even personally love, like Jerry Judy. I, I'm so torn on him. I, I, but we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets it together actually scores and gets open a lot so um kind of wish i kind of wish i would have went Brees hall i was just taking a chance there over over Pittman. i really like Pittman, but i also really really like Brees. so just to have a more solid third rb but i do like ramondre so all right again thank you guys for joining that was really fun i had a lot i had a lot of fun that that uh draft and it was really helpful for me to see like how people that have a pulse uh, really are going to go. And some of the guys that went are guys that I was hoping would fall and probably won't when we're in the real thing. So I appreciate you joining for this special mock draft episode. Again, uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we really appreciate you. This is the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, best of luck on your drafts this weekend. And follow us on Twitter at NARPDAD, at Joe Beldner. At Joseph Mason 94 I'll let uh, Ryan and Gruber share their handles. And uh, DeSoro had to bounce a little bit earlier, but uh, he's at Data Visuals, and that's Visuals with a Z. Uh, so, Gruber, what's your, what's your Twitter handle here? At FF underscore worm. All right, we got the worm. I would love to hear more about that, but if we had <laughs> that's time. That's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. And uh, I know that Ryan's is catchy too, so let's share that with us. Yeah, so mine's uh, why do I even try FF? <laughs> Hopefully that's not how you're feeling about this draft, but uh, that'll do it for this episode. Catch us next week on Monday. We'll be talking tight ends. And again, thanks for listening to the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast.